Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. This weekend marks the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots and the birth of the modern gay rights movement in this country. In the late 1960s and even into the 90s, LGBTQ rights were not supported by a majority of Americans, but that has shifted dramatically in recent years. And as attitudes have changed, corporate America has taken note. From McDonald's special edition Pride Fries to Walmart's Pride Collection, companies have been very publicly displaying their support for the community over the last few years. It is a dramatic shift from the days of Florida Orange Juice and Anita Bryant, or advertisers like Wendy's, pulling their ads from Ellen after she came out on her sitcom. Susan, I'm gay. The growing acceptance of the LGBTQ community presents an opportunity for business. Some embrace it, others less so. And while some may argue that companies are commercializing this weekend's Pride events, it's hard to ignore how much mainstream businesses have embraced the gay culture and its consumers. He's Pat. He's Andy. They're going on a blind date at their local Walmart to see if love is in the aisle. With me to examine the business of Pride, past, present, and future is Jim Ellis, Assistant Managing Editor at Bloomberg Business Week. Jim, thanks for joining Money Talking. Thank you. So starting back in 1969 and then moving forward to today, walk us through how uh, companies have embraced the community. You go back into the late 60s and through the 70s, a lot of people considered this to be an extremely dangerous thing to be associated with. I mean, you know, at that time, gay was not something that people actually talked about, especially in the business world. One of the things we had in our package of stories was an interview with John Brown, the um, former CEO at BP, who was in the closet at that time. And he said, you know, that basically you you were expected to take a scotch and a gun into your study and shoot yourself that that was how most in business wanted to deal with the gay issue. You couldn't talk about it, you certainly didn't market to it, and you didn't want your brand associated with it. So then what changed? What changed was that as a lot of people who were deathly afraid of LGBT in society started to age out, then more and more younger consumers mattered to business and business sort of lommed onto them. I think a lot of people have forgotten that we have a really big tectonic shift in consumers right now 10,000 people turn 65 each day. That's a huge sort of aging out of the boomer market, which is what most businesses have targeted for about the last 30 years. And so now the biggest consumer shift that we're going to now is what they call Gen Z. And they're far more into the idea of values consumerism, and they are much more likely to support LGBT rights. I mean, we looked at a study that we did for actually the magazine, and right now about 60% of Gen Z consumers say they're willing to spend more for a company that has values that support LGBT concerns. Is it, though, just about the consumers for companies, or are there other issues that the companies are thinking about as well? Well, they're thinking about their own employees. The employee base has uh, changed a lot. And the other thing is companies have become consumed with the notion of looking for the best talent. The problem is that you can't say, well, I want the best talent, but I don't want that kind of talent. And so what happens is that it's opened up the doors inside companies, you know, for women, for people of color, and for LGBT. Is there a risk for some companies to be so open and accepting of the gay community? There's always a risk in the sense that you get either ahead of your consumer or completely away from your consumer. The thing was that that was the reason when Ellen came out, for example, that companies like Chrysler, you know, canceled their ads. And they said, oh, we don't want to be for somebody who's so divisive. In other words, we don't want to take heat. 
Fast forward now, you're into the point where people who don't support end up with boycotts, end up with social media campaigns that say they're not in tune. Social media has really changed the uh, sort of way things happen now. Why are some companies uh, or some industries more supportive and more vocal in their support than others? Some are more supportive simply because they they attract people who are sort of closer to the issue. Fashion business, I mean, we, we talked to Christopher Bailey, who's the uh, outgoing CEO at uh, Burberry. And he said, well, you know, I work in the fashion business. It's been amazingly, you know, receptive to sort of supporting LGBT rights. Others, the farther you get away from that consumer base or the more you're away from big cities, then, you know, you start thinking about the traditional conservative, you know, sort of base. But a lot of that's changing because the Internet has changed a lot of that. It used to be that you only heard voices right around you. And now all of a sudden, I mean, you, you can go online and hear views from around the country, but also around the world. For some people, the upcoming Pride celebrations this weekend have just become very commercial. You have T-Mobile and MasterCard and Sky Vodka as, as big sponsors. Are these companies really invested in the community or do they just see, here's a market? I think a lot of activists, particularly older activists, are sort of troubled by this notion that, you know, the idea of pride has become too commercial. Remember that, uh, you know, Stonewall was a resistance movement. In some ways, the notion that pride has become integral to the fabric of just everybody's marketing pitch isn't a bad thing. It just sort of says that it's not an other it's not a, uh, you know, the same way that black culture has permeated the music business, the entertainment business, the fashion business. Now, it's not like, oh, that's something else. Or the same way that, you know, sort of women have become equals within many companies. These are good things. And maybe this is the price to pay. Yet, despite everything that you are talking about here, there has been a shift in the current administration and in the courts when it approaches these sorts of issues. Right. I mean, what's happening now is probably the biggest turn in 20 years. We've had 20 years where basically rights have been expanded for LGBT people. Now that's at risk. The Supreme Court has three cases that they've accepted for next term that will deal with employment discrimination against LGBT people. What happens is that uh, right now only 23 states or 22 states in the District of Columbia have laws that protect LGBT, you know, trans people, and anybody else is either subject to being fired, you know, simply for their sexual orientation or their gender expression. The Supreme Court is about to decide on whether or not there should be employment protections based on uh, sexual identity. And the indications? A lot of people think that at least one of those three cases is going to lose and that we'll actually have the turn back for the first time in two decades. So progress doesn't always move forward. Yes, but at the same time, we're seeing enough momentum built up in, within companies, within you know, employers, and in society. We're seeing in the media now that maybe the court isn't the thing that moves the needle in the future. Jim Ellis is the assistant managing editor at Bloomberg Businessweek. He recently edited a series of stories on the business of pride. You'll find a link to it at our website, moneytalking.org. Jim, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. Money Talking.